A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're talking the unbearable weight of massive talent starring the one, the only, Nicolas Cage. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingston, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies, especially those starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. And gosh, we love having you on these bonus journeys with us. Please don't forget to hit that follow, subscribe button. Thank you so much. Thank you. So in the unbearable weight of massive talent, Nicolas Cage plays... Nick Cage, a cash-strapped, fictionalised version of himself who agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party. Along the way, Cage gets recruited by the CIA, of course, to spy on his new friend, who may also be an arms dealer, and the star must channel his most iconic on-screen characters to save the day. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is directed by Tom Gormican, who directed That Awkward Moment, which was actually known as Are We Officially Dating here in Australia, starring Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller, I think. That film? Yeah. Okay. The screenplay is by Gormican and Kevin Etten, who has done a lot of TV comedies previously. Now, of course, the film stars Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, Sharon Horgan and Neil Patrick Harris. And also, I want to call out Lily Sheen, who is the daughter of Michael Sheen and Kate Beckinsale. Oh, my God. Yeah, she plays Nick Cage's daughter. There you go. Mm. Hmm. There you go. Fun trivia fact. Now, Lee, sorry, can I just start by saying? Yes, go for it. I mean, first off, imagine writing a script about a fictitious Nicolas Cage, Mm -hmm. you know, based on your interpretation of him based on popular culture, and then asking Nicolas Cage to play himself (laughs) in said movie what a risk that was. Yeah, it's a ballsy move. Huge And I believe move. he turned it down a couple of times. Did he? Because he was worried it was just going to be a parody, like it was just going to make fun of him. But right. there's real love 
for the actor Isn't there behind just, this film. Oh, yeah. You can feel it coming through. And yeah. it not only stars Nicolas Cage, but it's full of Nicolas Cage. It's full <laughs> of great shots and references to his movies, lots of little Easter eggs to, you know, leaving Las Vegas and yeah. Face Off and Raising mm. Arizona. Um, it even opens with a scene from Con Air. Yeah. Perfection. Perfection. I mean, you can't get more Nick Cage than that. Yeah. The film about a fictitious Nick Cage opens with one of his most iconic films yeah. and roles in Con Air. And it sets up the Jeopardy there as well. It, it throws in all kidnapping, murder in yeah. that opening scene. And you're instantly like, what are we in for in this movie? It yeah. hooks you in straight away. It does. And then the first time we see Nick Cage, this mm-hmm. character version of himself, yeah. he's pulling up to the Chateau Marmont for a meeting with David Gordon Green yes. of Halloween the Halloween Fame. franchise, yeah. the reboot franchise, yeah. About a new movie. And that is just so Hollywood, isn't it? <laughs> Taking a meeting at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> and and this version of Nick Cage is neurotic and pretty mm. much self-torpedoes the meeting. God, yeah. At the very end. Yeah, it's pretty... With a great performance, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, this movie just goes there all the time. It never shies away. And yeah. I think you, you would say, right, that Nick Cage is a cultural figure. Right? Yeah, he's an a man icon. He's an icon. He's a man who's done it all. He's done... This is the sorts of genres that he's done. Yeah. Romantic comedies. He's done, you know, more avant-garde indie flicks. Yeah. He's fronted big franchise films like National Treasure. Of course, his next film had mm-hmm. to be a film about himself. <laughs> like, it just works. Do you know what's funny as well? That people don't really know about his back catalogue of work is that after his whole action period. Mm. He actually got into some financial trouble. Yes. He owed $150 million in back taxes to the IRS or something. Yeah. He had bad investments um, and things yeah, like that, I believe. And he worked his way out of it. So people make fun of the fact that he just kept taking on these random mm. little movies, mm. but it was a conscious choice. He didn't want to sell out and do like a Super Bowl ad, like he says, but he was offered those kind of things, mm. but he just wanted to work his way out, but keep his integrity. And he just yeah. put his head down and he just went for it. Well, the thing is, like, I agree and completely on board that he kept his integrity because he gives everything to a role. Yeah. No matter how poorly written or poorly received it yeah. is, you know he gives it absolutely yeah. Everything, and that's something to really admire about Nicolas Cage as an actor and a yeah. person. Yeah, and of course you have to do more movies at low budget level because it's not bringing in the money. So naturally yeah. he was working his ass off and yeah. just – it is really ad- admirable. Yeah, and I mean, there's a quote in this movie that's referenced a few times, whereas um, Nick Cage is back, not that he went anywhere. Yeah, he's <laughs> constantly been here. Constantly been here. There are so many meta levels to this film. You know, it's fictionalised, but there are also underlying themes that relate to the real man. Like, they mm. do touch on his financial troubles, yes. as we said, mm-hmm. and it brings a real authenticity to this film, don't you think? You yeah. Know, you know, the original story had Nick Cage as an absentee father. Mm. That's how it was originally written. But he flat out refused to do that because he said there's no world in which Nick Cage doesn't put his children first. Right. And he did not want to even do a send-up of that. That was really important to him. You know, he's been married five times. He's got his third child on the way. Yeah. But he really does dedicate to his family. Mm. And so, yeah, so they turned this character into more of a narcissist who who wants to mould his daughter in his image rather than not being there for her. Yeah, he is a man in crisis in many ways in this film. And some of my favourite scenes, fuck, I just love this movie (laughs) so much, but were were those conversations he had with his daughter, like imposing his favourite film on her and all the things that she should love 
and enjoy about life and movies. Yeah. He's just, he has no peripheral vision, absolute tunnel vision as a character. And this movie is about breaking down his peripheral vision to let the real world back in. Yeah. Because he is, as you mentioned before, I think he's a he's living a narcissistic life. Yes. In this movie. Yes. And that narcissism is embodied by a younger version of himself, which oh, is like a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a manifestation of the id, I guess, the ego of him from his younger yes. days. And they've yeah. modeled it on an appearance that's really iconic now uh-huh. of a talk show appearance he made on a show called Wogan, I believe. Okay. He's wearing a leather jacket. He does like a karate kick and somersault. It takes his shirt off, sits Naturally. there in a leather jacket, throws money at the audience. It's it's like peak <laughs> Nick Cage wildness. And it's interesting that, you know, he wants to use that as a way to be the villain of the piece. So this Nicky mm. is the villain. It's it's him against himself, basically. Yes, he's like his conscious on his shoulder. Yeah. And, and if that gives you any idea of how meta and cooked this film is... <laughs> The talked. fact that, that he talks to himself, but a younger version. He does more than talk to himself, which we won't <gasps> spoil. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Okay, wonderful. It just goes to show how unafraid the filmmakers are to go to these places. Yeah. You just go for this wild ride and it, it just it makes complete sense. You have this mutual agreement with what is mm. happening in front of you and how Nicolas Cage interacts with those around him and himself and you're like yeah. rubbing your hands together. What I love is that it's also clever. You know, there's a danger yes. you could go over the top and just shove references down the audience's mm. throat until we're, you know, sick of Nick Cage. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> but they've balanced that with a really sweet story. Yes. And likable characters and, and the right amount of laughs, I think. Yeah, the script was sensational. It was so witty. It was so fucking funny. Yeah. It was so funny. I could not stop laughing. Right. And and I love how it why, what? You don't laugh? Oh yeah, of course I laughed. Yeah. I didn't think it was like rolling the floors funny. Oh, I just I just I did. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I laughed a lot. You referenced how it like toggles between a few things. Like this yes. movie has it all. It plays in the action genre, the adventure genre, obviously some buddy comedy, there's family drama yeah. with themes of friendship at its core as well. Like yeah. this movie does it all. Yeah, the friendship between Pedro Pascal's character yeah. and Nick Cage is actually really, really sweet. Yes, and it is. It is it's, and it's surprisingly moving, this yes. story too. There were moments where I got a little tear in my eye. I thought oh. it was, yeah. And it's more a celebration though the actor's yep. work that's it and him himself yes absolutely do we want to talk about nick cage's performance in this <laughs> yes, movie please <laughs> how do we critique nick cage in a nick cage film about nick do you cage? know what it's just one of those movies that you just sit back in a cinema chair and watch the magic happen yeah. cage is so magnetic <gasps> as an actor like he you is. could watch him paint a room and I'd still be like, fucking amazing. <laughs> you know? Oh, you, you couldn't have said it better. What I loved about this movie is not explicitly, but he does become his characters from other films throughout this movie. Yeah, there's little hints. Little yeah. hints in order for him to like achieve a certain outcome or, or mm-hmm. go all in to, you know, tackle uh, some challenge. Mm. I just loved those meta layers of this yeah. movie as well. Yeah, and he does it in style. Oh. This great white suit. It's amazing. Love his it. rings, his hats, even when yeah. he's just wearing a bathrobe, it's just like amazing. <laughs> you know, that's so true. Yeah, he's it just, is. Oh, he drips in charisma. Yeah. And there's a line in the movie that said to Nicolas Cage, you have a gift that brings joy and light into an increasingly dark world. And I was just like, 
Fuck yeah, so true. He was saying everything that we as the audience felt. Yeah. Because Pedro Pascal's character, he's the billionaire. Yeah. He is all of us. He is that fanboy, fangirl of Nicolas Cage. He's a huge <laughs> cinephile. I don't have a weird sequin pillow of Nick Cage's <laughs> face in my room. I'm sorry. <laughs> but do you want one now? <laughs> I do. <laughs> there you go. You know, they, they connect with each other because they love movies so much yeah. and I found Pedro Pascal's performance really endearing. Yeah there's been talk of Pedro Pascal stealing the show and he is adorable in this but there is no stealing the show from Nick Cage. There's no stealing the show I just think that everything was so beautifully balanced from a writing and performance perspective. Yeah. Is he really really good? Yes but so is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. No one is treading on anyone's toes in this mm. in this movie. It's not an ego balancing act. Yeah. They got the brief right. Yeah. You know, that's what this movie is. And then you add in Sharon Horgan yes. and Lily Sheen as the wife or ex-wife and mm. um, daughter. And, yeah, they were fantastic too. I mean, Sharon Horgan's character, Olivia, she's, I guess, the perfect antidote to the madness going on yes. a- around you. Because she sees right through his behaviour. She's calling him out. Mm. And, of course, you side with her because what he's doing and deciding is absolutely batshit yep. crazy. But you don't want her to get into his ear too much because you're having too much fun with the decisions yes. that he's making as yes. a character. Yes. What did you think of the inclusion of Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz? You know, two very good comedic actors in the role of the straight CIA people. I, I liked it. I think yeah. th- there was enough of them and not too much. Okay. I, I'm very vocal. Tiffany Haddish is very hit and miss for me. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed her yeah. I- in this movie. How yeah. did you think their, yeah. their role in this movie it, played out? Like I said, it's an interesting choice to yeah. cast comedic actors in yeah. there, but both of them can pull off drama and can pull off, you know, the more straight man role, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it was, as you said, very well balanced. Yes. I mean, there's great discourse between those characters when he needs to infiltrate the mansion, yeah. you know, based on a CIA operative mission. Yeah. And I quite liked the comedy, yeah. the physical comedy associated with that oh, and just the chaos Physical comedy, it. like yeah. Nick Cage doing physical comedy. People don't realise that he began his career in comedy, you he know, did, doing yeah. roles like uh, Moonstruck and Honeymoon in Vegas and things yeah. like he can pull he can pull anything off. You could just tell how much fun he was having. Yeah, there isn't a ton of action in the film though. Like it's billed as an action comedy. Yeah, yeah. Would you say unless it gets towards the end, there isn't a ton of action? Look, I, I agree. There's not heaps of actions. I don't go expecting a Fast and Furious film. Yeah. by any means. But the car chase that did happen in this movie was so thrilling, yeah. and I wasn't expecting it to be so. Well done. Yeah. I was just, yes, yes, yes. I felt it was more offbeat, odd couple comedy than explosive action, but I didn't mind that because there's this one really funny scene that did actually have me like in fits of tears <laughs> where they take a bunch of drugs and they get paranoid that someone's watching them. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, those guys over there, they're looking at me. <laughs> and Nick Cage is like, oh, no, don't look, don't look. Like, it, it's just, it's really funny. It is, it is. And and it works so well because there's something that can be quite alienating about watching characters Characters take drugs and have a quote-unquote good time yeah. because you're not on drugs at that moment. So <laughs> no. you, you can't enjoy it with them or experience it with them. But because they have such great chemistry, these characters that are yeah. on LSD, you just go for it and yeah. you just revel in it. Yeah, it's like being at a party with people who are already drunk and you turn up as the sober person yeah. and you're just like... Mm-hmm. And you're the designated driver. <laughs> yeah, good analogy. Yeah, but what's the... Is it, nothing good happens after 2am anyway. I wish I... Unless you're Nicholas Cage. That on board, yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, Lee, what do you reckon? 
Uh, should we wrap up and give our rating of The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Let's try. Go for it. Okay. So, if you are a Nicolas Cage fan and you haven't seen this movie yet, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is some of the best fun you will have in the cinema this year. It is clever. It is self-deprecating. It's hilarious. Action-packed little pockets and offers the perfect balance of meta and madness amongst some surprisingly touching moments. A homage film for Nick Cage and his films. It is a celebration of an enigma and it is so much fucking fun. Nicolas Cage is back. Not that he went anywhere, though. I'm going to rate The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent for Popcorn Kernels. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent takes iconic moments from Nicolas Cage's filmography and meme-worthy moments in the media to collate a fictional Nick Cage that the real actor then brings an undeniable authenticity to. It's fascinating, funny, and just simply a joy to watch. Everything you want it to be. And you don't have to be a Nicolas Cage fan to appreciate what's going on here too. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm giving the unbearable weight of massive talent for Popcorn Kernels too. There we go. On the same page, Lee and I, about our boy Nick Cage. Yeah. So you can catch the unbearable weight of massive talent in Australian cinemas from April 21, which is right now. Yes. Get on in there to see Nick fucking Cage. <laughs> Perfect way to end this episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Come and join in on the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.